90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to season 11 of 90s Now. How are you guys? The three amigos are back. We're back at it, babies. Yes. With some uh, Tostito chips. We are ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) You have Tostito chips with you? Well, because he said the three amigos, I figured I should bring something. I appreciate that. Yep. I am so hungry at this moment. Do Me not too. mention Tostitos <laughs> chips again. Please. They don't sponsor uh. us as of yet, but maybe. There's still time, Tostitos chips. Yeah. Yep. By the <laughs> way, we just could quickly do for before you, you, uh, you uh, start things off, Sharon... Uh, you called me at the radio station a couple of weekends ago, and I hadn't seen you, like, because, you know, we'd been off for the summer vacation. So yeah. you called me, and we had a little chit-chat, and then I thought to myself the next day, I was so happy to hear Sharon's voice. <gasps> so I just wanted to Thanks. put that in there. It was really nice. Like, and I was just like, it was really great to catch up with you. I don't like when we don't speak for a month. And I'm yeah, pretty sure crazy. that's uh, that's what a lot of listeners are going to be saying right now while yeah. listening to this. Yeah, we're with back. Your, with your voice, Adam. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, my voice is a bit shaky. It Adam happens. was dancing on speakers on his vacation. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Were you really on speakers? And if so, where? No, it's just the weather got a bit colder and I was like, oh, I'm going to put my sweatshirt on and open all the windows at home. And I think it was a bit too cold to open the windows at home for the whole uh, weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's been weird weather-wise. Either, either very hot or... Suddenly cold. Yeah. But you know what? It could be worse. I was saw I saw some weather images uh on the news earlier this morning. I'm not even sure where in the world it was. I know that California is experiencing some what they described as explosive wildfires, but also like different places are having hailstorms that looks like snowstorms, just like whipping through with winds and stuff like that. So if if the worst that we're getting at this stage of the game is uh, you know, varying degrees of extreme heat or cold or whatever. I, I think we're okay. We're gonna be okay. We'll take, we'll it. take it. I'll find something else to complain about. Don't <laughs> you worry. <laughs> so, what we've got for today, you guys, in this, um, you know, tackling of season eleven. I know. Take a minute to let that sink in. Is uh, quite a lot, actually. We uh, will bring you all the same same fun stuff that we like to get to uh, as usual, but also uh, with Kelly Clarkson celebrating a pretty decent anniversary, she'll tick off at least partially uh, our now requirement of '90s. Now we'll also tell you how Britney Spears shows her gratitude for uh, making it back to the top of the charts. We've got the uh, '90s version of Puff Daddy having uh, a dream come true. So that the adult version of Puff Daddy is pretty happy. Uh, and Dave Mustaine of Megadeth does have a retirement plan, and it's probably exactly what fans would hope for. So we'll talk about that. But also, the Foo Fighters and their fans around the world gathered in person at Wembley Stadium and online on YouTube uh, to pay tribute to Taylor Hawkins and as many hundreds of thousands of people as there were it was an intimate six-hour-long experience that I will treasure as a fan forever. Did you guys watch? I watched. I've seen a sec- few clips. Sections. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Six hours is a long, a long commitment, uh, and Did it you just do so happened. Things? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> so, like on YouTube. Yeah. Did you have to pay for it, or you were like, was... no, no? Okay, great. No, and there was no gaps in uh, in. Sorry, there were gaps in time. There were no commercial 
breaks or anything like that, which they totally could have easily done because there were gaps in the flow of it when it came time to, you know, changing from one band to the next band. There was a lot of times where there was not much going on and the crowd was just waiting. So it really felt like we were there waiting with the crowd. And then the the list of artists, which by now everybody has seen how great it was, was just like one after the other. And for Paul McCartney to have popped out toward the end of it before the Foo Fighters did like a, a pretty decent set after ha- welcoming all these guests playing songs in honor of Taylor Hawkins, um, Paul McCartney shows up. I'm like, what the heck? You know, mm-hmm. this is like, this is next level. This is the impact of this one incredible musician and how, you know, what he had on the world. So it's not just fans. It was fans within friends. And it was so cool. I loved uh, Shane Hawkins' performance. <gasps> My goodness. He's bananas on the drums. Like, he locked in, man. Like, that whole fill at the end, which Taylor did also in live performances. I've been fortunate enough to see that a few times. Uh, but you could tell he was, he was in it. His eyes were locked and God, we both have played drums before. Adam, I'm not sure if you've played drums before. Just a little bit. But it's the kind of thing that it divides your brain because your Mm -hmm. two hands are doing something different and your two feet are doing something different, but it all has to be something that works together at the same time. And he was locked in and he had that look. My favorite part about that, and I swear I've seen it a hundred times now because it's just, it's so compelling to me, was that um, Dave turning around a couple of times and checking in on him kind of thing. But then when it came to that fill at the end, Dave moves his hair and he's like watching him like this proud uncle and he's going for it. And then they show another shot out where you can see Pat Smear through like a, a, a symbol in one of the toms doing the same kind of look like, look at him go. It was just so nice mm-hmm. and supportive and family driven. It just felt like we were a part of it. So I was really, did, really, uh, really appreciative. Did they bring out uh, the family at one point, like the wife and the kids or no? Or I didn't see that happen. They showed some, you know, background scenes where you could pick out who I know who the wife was. And I'm pretty sure she was standing with Dave's wife. Um, but the kids were sort of, sitting backstage kind of and and watching the show from the side kind of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, dave grohl's daughter sang a few songs which was really great um chrissy hine gosh of the pretenders she was just like so cool she's always been just so cool Mm -hmm. and she came out and was so cool oh i liked uh uh, i saw the uh i saw a section of wolfgang yeah that was my next one just like and for me, I think for a guy like him who's lost his father also, a rock and roll hero, I thought it was important that he was there. Not only because uh, Taylor Hawkins was a fan of Van Halen and all great rock bands, and you could tell by the shorts he wore and the tights that he wore, <laughs> um, but that this is, a, this is a young man who's pursued a, a career in music, got to play with his father, got to spend time and really just be super tight with his dad, who knows what it's like for this 16-year-old to, to be in this position. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really important that uh, that that happened. And I, uh, I'm sure you do too. I follow, and, but you're not a big fan of Twitter. But I follow Wolfgang on Twitter. And, oh yeah. And because uh, has it been two years yet? Are we closing in on that? Like a year and a half? Like yeah, year and a half. So yeah, so he he, uh, I guess he gets bombarded constantly by fans like 
you know, saying how much they miss his dad and like all that stuff. And uh, a tweet I saw him put out recently sounds like he like obviously he appreciates the support, but I think he also is tired of having to try to make some fans feel better or thinking that or them thinking that it's his responsibility to make them feel better. And it's like he's like, I lost my dad, too. You know, like, yeah, he's my dad. (laughs) So, well, exactly. I think he handled them from the beginning, too. There was one person that sort of kind of chided him at the beginning for, well, don't think you can ever do that kind of thing. And he handles them, which is amazing because he's he's 30 or 31. So he can he handles them in a way that you would expect someone of that age to do sort of like, all right, we get it. Mm-hmm. You have an opinion that nobody asked for, <laughs> but you feel you can share it here, that kind of thing. So it's it's great. It's, I think, the best of uh, both both worlds. That's amazing. Do you think um, Shane will continue to play? Oh, without a doubt. There's no – you can tell people that practice their instrument and get very good at it, and you can tell the people that are born to do that. And Taylor Hawkins talks about his beginnings of figuring out that he was the drummer by sitting down at a kit and, and being able to to do a, you know, a, a rhythm right away, which takes a lot of people that are trying to learn a little bit longer. But he got it right out of the gate. You can tell that with this kid, whether or not he does it professionally, who knows? Mm-hmm. He's he, He'll be a musician on his own terms, without a doubt. Have they picked a replacement? And I don't like that's the wrong word, but no way. Like, I haven't seen anything. This was like the first time I'd heard anything from the Dave Grohl or any of the band member side of things. So I thought they were just taking their time in in processing, you know, the death yeah. of their yeah, because it's only been a few brother. months, right? So yeah. So at a moment in the show, I had a a thought like this is this could be it. Like this concert and the one at the end of the month in L.A., this could be it. They could decide that they can't go on without him. That's possible. That happens with bands. Look what happened with Led Zeppelin. Their drummer died and that's what happened. Sometimes it's a lead singer that you can't move on without, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that that piece of the puzzle leaves such a major void that you can't even fathom moving forward. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think their compulsion to play music is is as strong as that. So I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'll be sad one way if it happens that they don't carry on. But I won't be surprised if they don't either. But what was evidenced after a six-hour show like that is that should they decide to go on, they really do have a, a pretty impressive uh, cast of um, auditionees <laughs> that they could uh, consider. I think even, you know, uh, Shane should probably be allowed to grow up a little bit. And maybe in the meantime, they could pick Rufus Taylor, the son of uh, Roger Taylor from Queen, oh, mm. who was a drummer from Queen. But Rufus, his son, is an incredible drummer also. He played uh, during the tribute as well. Amazing. So, yeah, super cool. Are you going to watch the Los Angeles show? Yes. Okay. I will. As you should. That was like a, a test question you passed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's going to be quite similar, but there are a few added names on yeah, the Wolfgang's list. Yeah, Wolfgang's going to be back there, I saw. Yeah, I think it's very similar except for a few additions I saw. So Like Pink is on the list. That'll be awesome. I love her. She can handle Miley anything. also. Yeah, wow. agreed. And, and Alanis, also. right? Is that what you just said, Alanis? Yeah, Alanis. Uh, yeah. Miley will be on, but Alanis should totally be on. You know, like it was Sass Jordan that gave him his first job. But it was um, Alanis Morissette that 
sort of I think the experience with recording with her and touring with her with her um, introduced him to the world, you know, that he was so good at being in, mm-hmm. which is, you know, as a prof- professional musician, uh, I made him want it. It was the phone call from Dave to Taylor Hawkins when the Foo Fighters were looking for a drummer after their second album that he called Taylor saying, hey, can you recommend anybody? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, me. <laughs> but as the story goes, Dave Grohl didn't want to take him away from Alanis because, you know, they he thought that that was a thing. And he said, no, no, I want to be in a band. Oh, amazing. So that's why he left. And, I mean, right choice, obviously. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, so, before you move on, I saw a stupid tweet from a guy who will remain nameless, but you know who he is. And, I, and I'll and i also not say it just because I'm not sure <laughs> the exact context because it's a tweet. I totally know who you're talking about. You don't even have to say it. But he said something to the effect of like, how can, come Taylor gets a tribute and Eddie Van Halen hasn't yet? And like, and I was like, what? Yeah. Gosh. And like, and then that got sent to Wolfgang, and it's because it was through Wolfgang's Twitter account that I saw this. And it's like that's the other thing is like you're not helping Wolfgang, you know what I mean? Like by 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 some you know creating some kind of controversy that's not there, and like he's still sad about his dad and always will be. You know what I mean? Is there there even an answer that would satisfy that question? It's like a rhetorical question. Yeah. But like what answer? No answer would satisfy that person who asked. Mm -hmm. But why would you ask? Mm -hmm. So that this young man who's still grieving his father will have to figure that out? Because who else is going to do it? The band had broken up for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, like. And so the other person that should put it together is his brother who's also grieving. Give me a break. Yeah. Lame. People. (laughs) Oh, well. Thanks for getting me worked up. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Now, let's get you worked up and back into that trivia mode. 90s. (laughs) Now. Trivia. Bing bong. So, uh, anyone new to the show for season 11, we have fancy questions on uh, pastel-colored cards. Because we are a fancy people. We are. I got it from winners. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, here's a sporting question. I figure we'll start off with sports, seeing as how you're both sporty people. Yes. What was the nickname of 90s NBA star David Robinson? This was like, he was very big in the 90s and into the 2000s. Um, basketball? Yeah, so he had a nickname. Like, you know how Michael Jordan was like Air Jordan? Yeah. Magic Johnson. Um, uh, David um, Robinson had a name. Like, even Sharon. like, um, sorry, Sharon, go. Flight time. Oh, the- <laughs> I'll tell Jimmy Jam, but it wasn't. No. <laughs> the Magnificent. The Magnificent. Oh, that's a good one. It Ooh, was the Admiral. Nice. Admiral. Because oh. he wow. actually was, uh, from what I remember, he was in the cadets or he was in the army or something when he was, uh, before he got to the NBA, something like that. Wow. Cool. David Robinson. So no, that's incorrect. All right. The next question is, this is, <laughs> I just want to see who can blast out their name fast enough. Because if you get this wrong, there's a problem with you. Uh-oh. Great. Thanks. <laughs> News and politics. So we know that Rachel in Australia will love this one. Rachel. Rachel. In 1990, the Oka crisis was a land dispute that occurred in which country? Adam. Sharon. <laughs> I'll go with Canada. It was. Yay. Very nice. Can you believe we actually got, and it, um, it actually says Quebec, Canada. 
which is where we reside. I, I was so excited to see that in all of these cards, we finally got like a Canadian Quebec mention. Wow. I had a teacher in high school, a history teacher in high school that actually lived on in like, the street where oh, really? um, they had the, the, the whatever you would call the it, blockade? The, the, the blockade. He would yeah. live like a 30 second walk away from there. Uh, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So he would have lots of stories about the Oka crisis. Yeah. Wow. What a time it was. 30 yeah. years ago now? It was, uh, yeah, I guess it was, well, 32 now, I think. Wow, eh? I was close to being born. Close, four <laughs> years away, little Adam. Almost here. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was in 1990, in from July 11th to September 26th, 1990. See, in my head, though, in my COVID head, I think, that's 30. Yeah. Plus two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two. Uh, now to go from uh, Kelly's trivia to Kelly Clarkson. Ooh, Kelly Clarkson is celebrating a pretty big anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Anniversary, anniversary, <laughs> right, Kel? Yep. Twenty Which, years she... since American Idol win. Wow, Isn't that wild! I or... remember watching Kelly Clarkson on American Idol. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first television memories I have. That in the first seasons of Survivor. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have. That is all I can give you. <laughs> but with Kelly, uh, like, she, I mean, I know there's, you know, obviously Carrie Underwood also, you know, a winner yeah. from Idol. Carrie Underwood was season one. But she was. Yeah, Kelly was season one. And uh, where's mm-hmm. Justin uh, Carrie, Carrie was season one. No, Kelly was season one. Kelly right. was season one. Carrie was, like, season yeah. five, I think. Or yeah, in, you're right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, there's a few people that have come out of there that have done extremely well. But to me, Idol is Kelly Clarkson. Like, that's, oh, yeah. you know. And she beat uh, Justin Guarini, right? Where's that guy? Where's that guy now? They sometimes do these like articles like on the 10th. They'll be like, 10 years since, you know, the start of Idol. Where's Justin Guarini? And it's like, <laughs> 20 years. What's he look like now? And it's funny that for Kelly Clarkson to have risen above the circumstance of winning a contest like that, which was so contractually binding, mm-hmm. right? Um like that uh, in and of itself that she succeeded beyond that is is uh impressive and she did it like she did her time she knows what she signed mm-hmm. as you know as far as a contract goes but uh she's long since surpassed oh, that yeah. and, and, and there was a oh time my gosh there was a time too i think sharon you may or may not remember this where there was rumors that she and i don't know if this was proven to be true but rumors that she tried to distance herself from the show for a while like didn't want to sure. be didn't want to be known as you know American Idol winner Kelly Clarkson, um, but now in the last several years and I I this is the part I would know she's totally realigned herself like I you know with the show uh, I think she's got didn't she make an appearance on there a couple of years ago, um, even after being on The Voice and stuff but Kelly Clarkson is truly like a three sixty degree of amazingness you know what I mean yeah like oh, agreed. she's she's her singer she's got her television show now she's like but you know been a coach on The Voice. And from what I've heard from everybody, she's absolutely a delight to be around. So, I just love how into music she is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how karaoke. Uh, yeah, that. But like she, when she's coaching on The Voice, she she would have to bring up her uh, idol experience because of of the experience of having to go through the process of a show like that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she's singing along to the words that 
like no matter what the genre of music they're singing, she knows her stuff. Like she's a student of her craft. And I love that. Mm-hmm. What a cool, like if you're committing to your, to, you know, your life's passion, that's a pretty, music is a pretty cool thing to commit to. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. And she kicked so that have, guy to the curb. Go Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Go Kelly. Uh, her version of, uh, we talked about this before. Happy we Yeah. Her Billie yeah. Eilish cover. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's like a. She it's legit so, it's can so sing, triumphant. She can sing anything because she can sing Billie Eilish. She can sing Mariah Carey. She she loves singing Janet Jackson. Like if you Google or YouTube uh, Kelly Clarkson and if. Yeah. Bananas. Ooh. Okay. I'll look for that. Mm-hmm. And she I'll can sing it. some Kelly Clarkson. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Totally that. Yeah. Yeah. And you also know not to mess with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah. Because she had that whole thing too with um, – the situation that Kesha went through with that Dr. Luke guy. Right. Um, and uh, not that she had, I don't think there was any of, of what Kesha had going on, but but I think there was like a writing situation or whatever that was going on there. Yep. And Kelly just wasn't having it. So Kesha was also at the Foo Fighter, at uh, the Taylor Hawkins tribute, by the was way. Was she? That's yep. amazing. Yeah, she looked great, sounded great, everything. Cool. Everything. Uh, we've got a lot of music uh, stories today, which is great uh, and fun that we can go from Kelly Clarkson to Megadeth <laughs> without missing a beat. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> no kidding. Dave Mustaine has gone through some stuff in the past few years, health concerns and things like that, um, but always manages to keep a hold on what he wants. And actually, he's a fun follow on social media, on Instagram. He'll post videos where he's sort of, you know, in a hoodie, sitting, minding his own business, give someone a ticket, leave, you know, like totally blow their minds. Um, But when it comes to uh, when he'll hang up his guitar, his plan is fairly concise. And he says, when I can't do it is when I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so wait, what does that mean? That means he talked about uh, the toughest part about um, his health stuff and going through chemo yeah. and stuff like that. He said the toughest part about that wasn't the process of going through all the radiation and chemotherapy. He said a lot of the cancer medication gave him um, uh, it messed with his memory pretty bad. He says they call it chemo brain, which we've heard from people. Um so he's been he'd been having a hard time staying in the moment, but that it's getting better. So he said he was talking about uh, a bit about slowing down when he got sick. But now he says, now, if anything, I want to tour more and just carry on until the end, you know, when I actually can't do it anymore. So as soon as he feels like he can't do it anymore is when he'll stop, which I think is going to be a while from now. I think that's amazing. I think that's a good not that you would have wished what he went through on him, but it gave him a wake up call that, yeah, no, like, I don't need to slow down. This is my passion. This is my life. Like, even like, uh, my dad went through a health scare and like, this was a couple of years ago. And when he came out of it, he was more passionate about his farming. <laughs> like, I didn't think he could really, get eh? more passionate, Wow, more passionate. It was like more purpose, more whatever. So hmm. that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you need a little nudge and, <laughs> and by little nudge, I don't mean to diminish, uh, something like chemotherapy or radiation or cancer period but if it's what you need it's mm-hmm. what you need so we were talking about uh puff daddy as a like the the kid inside puff daddy and how he's pretty happy with what the adult sean combs has gotten to do uh professionally artistically lately mm-hmm. he went to see the doctor <laughs> <laughs> dr dre how cool that's yeah. a whole uh 
east and west coming together and just getting along. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure if Dre was ever really into the west coast, east coast thing. I would argue if that thing even existed at all. You know, outside of uh, an office where, um, you where management like thought we got to create some kind of... Exactly. Yeah. Mind you, there were two casualties, you know, significant casualties mm-hmm. in whatever that it was. Um, but I think music is the... Uh, the, the mag not magnifying the um, attracting principle. It yeah. brings people together. So um, it was nice to see actually Diddy saying that like he was like a he was like a you know like a teenager going bananas meeting his superhero you know and it's crazy because Sean Combs is like a billionaire on his own, mm-hmm. you know, and is is arguably as successful as Dr. Dre. Pretty much, like, because, you know, Dre has the beats or had the beats and, and Sean had the fashion label and all these other things. So, I mean, Dre might have a bit more money, but overall they're pretty – so it's interesting to see him go bananas, you know, yeah. hanging out with, with his, like, idol, which is cool. Well, it's neat, too, that he he's sort of like uh, – what was it? He actually said one of my biggest dreams finally came true and that he remembers the effect of Dr. Dre on him uh, – on how what kind of producer he wanted to be mm-hmm. so i love that i love yeah. that you know that you can still have uh things getting checked off your bucket list or your dreams coming true list even well into your adulthood yeah exactly yeah uh what else did we want to talk about uh, elton and Brittany's gift oh yeah that was pretty cool i mean it's pretty cool period elton john is just one of those guys that uh you know he, he it's it's not for nothing that he's had a hit on the charts in every decade for the last six you know mm-hmm. he's a an incredible songwriter he's also a fan of music so uh to reimagine as they call it when they it's not really a cover song it's a reimagining of 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 a, a song that is what has brought Brittany back and she's pretty happy about what's the name of the song i'm totally blanking on hold, the me, hold me closer Right. So the the riff off of Tiny Dancer, right? Yeah. Um so what do you what do you send as a thank you to the guy who probably has everything and wants nothing, you know? What <laughs> did she do? Was, what's that? What did she do? What did she send? What did she do? Well, uh she peppered them with the gifts. <laughs> Uh, what was my other cheesy segue? She seasoned it with gratitude. Uh, <laughs> she gave him salt and pepper shakers. <laughs> uh, but cool ones. They're, they're, uh, silver rockets because of course he is the rocket man. Yeah. And they're also, Adam, over $6,000. Do you think he's going to use them? No. I think that's like... Really fancy salt. I think you need to keep them in the cabinet and point at them randomly. <laughs> Brittany gave me those. <laughs> Put it on the salad. Yeah. <laughs> she, he's well, only going to whip them out when, when Brittany comes over for dinner. And that's what will happen. We'll get quoted out of context. <laughs> Kelly said Elton John's going to whip them out. What? <laughs> Uh-oh. On nineties now, season eleven, <laughs> crazy start to a new season. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Uh, you guys ready for a nineties rewind? Ready? Yes, we are. The first Whoa. one of the season. Let's do it. We're, it's, it's pretty cool, actually. Speaking of uh, Puffy, because Puffy performed with Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin on a reimagining 
of a Led Zeppelin tune on a Puff Daddy song called Come With Me. It was Cashmere, I think, that they sampled on that one. I think that makes sense. Was there reimagining as long as the original song? No, actually, because Cashmere is like eight and a half, eh? Yeah, something like that. I just wanted to make sure that anybody was listening knew that we were Canadian. It's eight and a half, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to go from uh, 1998 with Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page, we can quite easily do the same slip over here and get into Ace of Bass. And their take on it was a full-on cover, not a reimagining, but a full-on cover of uh, Bananarama's Cruel Summer. That was so good. Yeah, totally. Very good. Uh, there was a couple of Canadians also on this little flashback. One Shania Twain. Yeah, you guys know her. Also, Sarah McLaughlin. You know her too. Mm. Shania Twain gave us You're Still the One, kind of a power ballad, but nice and huge in 1998. And uh, Sarah McLaughlin was looking for a, was it a, yeah, three syllable name, but short to be able to to work in the song that she uh, performed, which was, oops, sorry, Shadow. Uh, <laughs> kick my dog. <laughs> just kidding. That'll I make just the season it. 11 <laughs> promo. <laughs> uh, Adia is the name of the song. Yeah. Such a song. She, it's just so, it almost, it has like a heart wrench to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, love it. Great. Uh, and also to round us out, Madonna. Madonna. Madonna with a song, the top 40. Around this time in 1998 was Ray of Light. Such a great song. Not a ballad. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, so much energy and such great Madonna-ness. And from what I gather, by the way, her new album that she put out with uh, her 50 like hits, like dance hits or whatever, it's mm-hmm. already gone to number one, I think, on the Billboard dance Nice. Wow, cool. And she's now had a hit in like four, four decades, I think, four or five, something crazy like that. Do you know why? She's Madonna. She's Madonna. <laughs> and I don't know if you have you got, both had a chance because I'm not sure if we had gone on break yet when it came out. But the the Beyonce remix, have you listened to it? I, totally uh, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I did. Sharon, we you played have a to clip of it on the this. show. It's yeah, it's called the Queen's remix uh, remix of Break Your Soul, and they they mix Vogue with Break Your Soul. Okay, I'll yeah. do it. It's Sharon. It'll be the best thing you've done to yourself all week. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Are you sure? That should also go in the promo. That should also go in the promo. It's a totally different show, you guys. Thank you for listening to this uh, dirty verge of uh, 90s Now. (laughs) On that note, a big shout out to our uh, listeners that are uh, tuning in. And uh, Rachel and uh, Carolyn and Shane. Yeah, thanks you guys. Thanks for checking in. Ginger Bear. Ginger Bear, yes, Ginger Bear, Adam's favorite. Ginger gets a shout out. Yep. Yeah, thanks, you guys. We appreciate it. Feedback, reaching out, just saying, hey, on any level of uh, social media, we're here for you. And uh, we're back to, to tackle another great big season of 90s Now. Still happening.